Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to The Art of Kindness, where we have compassionate conversations with artists from all areas of the entertainment industry who are using their voice to spread joy and make this big spinning planet in the sky a better place to be. I'm Robert Peter Paul, and I'm so glad you're here. I have missed you so much. Happy AOK season two premiere day. Woo! Let's make it special. Whether you're listening right now in the car, on a walk, or while you work from home, maybe. Hey, I'm not judging. Please take a second to celebrate with me. We're starting a new chapter here. So drive your car to the local bakery and treat yourself to a cookie. Or turn your walk into a dance and do a little jig around the neighborhood. Woo woo! I promise your neighbors will really enjoy it. Where do I start? Well, I guess first of all, I hope your 2022 is going as well as can be. Thank you all for continuing to listen to this show in the new year while we were on our little hiatus. I'm truly blown away and grateful for each and every one of you. I'm also so grateful and immensely excited about what lies ahead this season for you all. We have some really incredible guests lined up, starting with today's. We're kicking things off in a really sweet way. I mean, literally, sweet. We have the star of Sweet Magnolias on Netflix, Joanna Garcia Swisher. Joanna broke into the biz at a young age, starting out in local theater productions in her hometown of Tampa, Florida. She was soon discovered by Nickelodeon, who cast her on their hit shows Are You Afraid of the Dark, Fiona, and Clarissa Explains It All, which, whew, if you're a 90s kid, you binge-watched those before binge-watching was even a thing, am I right? Joanna eventually moved to Los Angeles where her career really took off. From TV shows like Freaks and Geeks to films like Not Another Teen Movie, Joanna was booking. She's perhaps best known for the beloved show Reba where she played Reba's daughter for six seasons, casually taking home a Teen Choice Award along the way. You may also remember her for leading the short-lived CW series Privileged or bringing Disney princess Ariel to life on Once Upon a Time or perhaps the recent Hallmark film, As Luck Would Have It. I mean, her resume is massive. Nowadays, Joanna is known to fans as Maddie Townsend on the hit Netflix show, Sweet Magnolias. Season two just hit Netflix on February 4th, so be sure to stream, stream, stream away! It's a really cozy show that's rooted in kindness, and she just lights up the screen in every single scene. Joanna is a beacon of light off screen as well, She created The Happy Place, which is a destination that explores, motivates, and empowers the experience of living a life with intention and how that reflects in your interiors. She also gives back, working with organizations like Step Up Women's Network and Hills Pet Nutrition. Alongside her husband, former Yankee player Nick Swisher, what a flex, she founded the Swisher Family Foundation with a mission to provide children in need with medical care, education, and recreational activities. I simply cannot express how lovely it was to speak with Joanna, or Joe, as friends call her. I mean, I can call her that now, right? That was her name on the Zoom. I can, Joe, hey Joe. I don't know, but she really makes you feel like a friend when you're around her and you're just going to love this conversation. May I even say it is a swish? 
As always, please stick around for your post-interview kindness tip of the week with me. And then please take a moment to leave us a review or share the show with friends if you should feel like you want to. It would really mean the world. I would also like to cordially invite you all to be on the show this season. If you have any stories about kindness or kindness tips you would like to share, please email us at artofkindnesspodcast at gmail.com. I would really love to hear from you. You can also connect with us on social media at Art of Kindness Pod or at Rob Peter Paul. We post a lot of really goofy and silly things. <laughs> Without further ado, please enjoy the joyful Joanna Garcia Swisher. Hi, Joanna. Hi, how are I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. It's great to chat. You too. You look so nice. Oh, thanks. I had some professionals arrive early this morning. Get this thing ready. <laughs> Get this old girl ready. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm sure the canvas is already awesome. So oh, they, it was probably easy You're for so them. Sweet. You're so sweet. You're so sweet. Well, I'm such a big fan and I'm really excited to talk to you today. I have a million questions and you're just someone in the entertainment industry who I feel like puts out so much good Aww. that every time you walk on the screen, I was trying to think about it, and I, I mean this so genuinely, it's like I can exhale. It's just like this warm feeling, no matter what you're in, whenever you come on the screen, automatically, I'm connected, I'm hooked, I'm there for the story. And that's really rare. Lots of me, more than you know. At that's really sweet. Thank you. That means a lot. Well, before I spend our whole time together just complimenting you, <laughs> I always <laughs> I always like to start out asking, how are you at taking compliments? Well, I'm literally blushing. My whole face feels. Um, I'm trying to work on that. Because I'm sure you've been getting them for years and years and years, but it is something that feels kind of awkward, right? Even though you want it. Yeah. And there's something to be said by, like, I'm a little bit of, I, I've been told I'm type A um, and perfectionist. <laughs> and that's not... I don't say that in like the way I'm proud of that. It's been, so I think the self-talk can kind of be harsh. And so that dialogue is so present at times. It can be hard to hear just the goodness. And so as I've been trying to be kinder to myself internally, um, it's made me aware that, you know, it's nice to be able to be gracious enough to take a compliment too. So I'm working on it. Compliment someone, I want them to and absorb it. And I say it, you know, genuinely, you want to fill them up with that. And so I want, I would like to be able to receive it in the way that um, I would want someone to receive it. Yeah, it is just, it's weird because you want to just say thank you, but then you're like, is that humble? I don't know. I, and then you want to compliment them back and you're like, I don't really know. You yeah. don't know what to say. So yeah, it is, it is a weird thing. But I love that you said you're embracing being type A because it took me the whole first season of Sweet Magnolias to really peg that Maddie is pretty type A. And I just think it's a new portrayal because usually we see type A people as really uptight and not in the best light. And she's such a lovable character that by the end, she's kind of struggling with her type A-ism. So I think that's something really cool about the show. And I want to get into the show. Yeah. Before we start there, kindness just seems to be something that's such a through line in everything you do. So I would love to know what is your definition of kindness? Oh, wow. That's so, that's such a beautiful question. I think it's, um, it, it comes from gratitude, humility, and just, you know, it, it's such a powerful healer. So understanding the magnitude of 
what being kind can look like. Kind to yourself, kind to others. I think it's it's like the ultimate healer. Yeah, that's so beautiful. That was so well said. Thanks. Because <laughs> it, it, it is powerful. And I feel like kindness, when we're kind to ourselves and to others, it's this beautiful ripple effect. And so what I was wondering for you is looking at your amazing career, are there acts of kindness or any stories you can share about things that you think affected the trajectory of your career? Yeah, I think so many things. If you look back and you're like, wow, how did I get here? There was nothing for no reason. Every success, every failure, every, you know, fork in the road, all of them have been important. You know, there have been incredibly kind people that have given me a break or protected me from things um, along the way that I'm, you know, sometimes you don't even realize you're happening in the moment, but in the end, you're like, wow, that, thank you for that. A lot of guardian angels that, yeah. and this is a tough, you know, life is tough, but this, this business can be really unpredictable and difficult. And I feel like I've just been super grateful that I've worked for good people and with good people. Yeah, that is definitely something to be grateful for because you yeah. hear about it going the other way, right? A no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what else is a killer is self-doubt. Oh. You know, we can kind of stop the car before it even gets moving if we're not kind to ourselves. And so when I look at someone like you, it's such a beautiful example of just being a light who's putting out such wonderful things for people in, in the universe, not just in the entertainment industry. I wondered, did you ever struggle with self-doubt? And maybe if you have any tips for handling I mean, that? Yeah, this is not past tense. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, I think that, like I said, be, learning to be kinder to myself and listening to you know my body and my intuition, all of those things, I think becoming a parent has been a little bit of a window into that. You know, what I hope for my kids is I want them to not be so hard on themselves. I want them to, you know, obviously strive for greatness in whatever that may be or whatever that may look like for them, not for any sort of accolade or anything. So it's like, well, you know, maybe I should extend that kind of grace and kindness and love for myself as you do, I do for the people that are around me. Mm. And I don't even know if that really answers your question, but I think yeah, it's, it's not easy. And sometimes it just takes, you know, giving yourself a minute and being honest yeah, and real. Yeah. And I think listeners just hearing that from you, who, like I said, is a wonderful example, is really helpful because it just shows it is a work in progress. There's no magical ingredient to not feeling like enough or having imposter syndrome or whatever it is. And it's all a, it's all a journey, right? Like yeah. we all have this idea that you're getting to some place. It's everything's so goal oriented. And while I really think it's important to, you know, live, you know, go after your dreams and all of those things, we have this like real ingrained idea that we're, you know, we're when I get there and it's like, you don't really stop and appreciate the journey. And so that is something it's really being present. And there's no real destination. It's a story that's unfolding. Yeah. And that can be hard too, as actors, you know, especially with I, I don't know if you have to deal with this at all, because I feel like people probably just want you to be in everything. But with <laughs> self tapes, you know, yeah. uh, you, you just want to be done with it and then edit it and send it in when it's like, well, try and enjoy the process because that's going to affect how it ultimately comes out. Yeah. And I also people that are like, Oh God, I hate auditions. And like, don't get me wrong. And they can back in the day. I mean, come on, they were brutal. You'd be like in a waiting room full of people that were, you know, vying for the same role and all yeah. the different personalities in those waiting rooms and the high pressure situation and performing in the moment. And 
wanting so much to be what they need you to be, but then forgetting that, you know, getting the job isn't really the out, you know, really wanting to just be there in the moment is the special part of it. Cause you never know. I mean, if you're, your results based, like it's definitely not a winning a number, you know, there's yeah. a lot more auditions than jobs that you have. So nobody's mm. batting a thousand in that. And um, it's hard to not take it personally, but like, you know, it, it's a part of the process. So if you really hate that part of the process, it's a tough business to be in. <laughs> yeah. It's like your full-time job as a, yeah. an actor at first is auditioning. Yeah. Well, whatever your your mindset was for Reba, which I just want to mention for a second because I loved that show and everybody loves that show. Whatever your mindset was for that audition obviously worked. What's really cool is that I wrote down in my notes, I believe two words, humble and grateful. And those are two words that you use to define kindness. And that in an interview when I was doing research is what you said Reba taught you. Yeah. The, above all else. So I would really love to know, because I know her and, and the whole cast are still a part of your family. Yeah. What is something that stands out to you about Reba's kindness and I guess how she goes through life? She's so powerful because she really is, she walks the walk. So it's, I get so excited when people ask me how she is and I'm like, well, you know, I'll happily go on glowingly about this woman. <laughs> But she's so strong, even in, you know, uncertain moments. And she's super grateful and gracious and kind. And so it's a really interesting, like, I really would take her in a dogfight. Don't underestimate her because she's so strong. But I think she would win that dogfight not by, not by beating the crap out of me. <laughs> she would by, you know, love. And so she's just a really special human. Mm. Well, I need a reboot. I need to see that come back. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we would all love that. I don't want to harp on it because I know everybody asks you about Reba all the time. No, I love me and we love, love to do it. We'd love to do it. Okay, good. Well, one of the projects I truly admire that you do and is super unique. I was even struggling to define it. I know you call it a destination. Yeah. But the happy place. So yeah. since you founded the happy place, which so perfectly encapsulates how I feel about watching you on screen. I know that you've gone through a lot of different things in your life, like we all have, and weather the storm. Mm -hmm. I know the happy place part of it is really focused on specific intentions. Mm -hmm. So can you just talk to me about what your intention currently is today for the happy place? To be present. I think that, you know, it felt unique to share my grief in that space because it just felt like, oh gosh, is this going to be too much? Is that what not? But then what I realized was that it w the happy place was not born from a, you know, desire to have a bazillion Instagram followers and, you know, any of that, it really was genuine. And, and I thought, okay, well, how am I navigating these really difficult moments in my life that are very real and realizing that the ethos of what the happy place is and not wanting to shy away from being a happy place was something that was really a part of who I was. And um, there's joy and even the most difficult moments. And I do believe it's not about like finding the silver lining because there's no silver lining that I can come up with losing both of my parents in such a small amount of time, except I think that there's purpose and it, it's an important, it, you know, it's, it's devastating and terrible, but I, kind of look at it as a part of my journey and a part of my story. And it was a part of their story too. And 
as much as I would do anything to not have it be so and have them here in their physical, you know, physically present in my life. I have had to figure out navigating life through that grief and what, how I wanted to model that for my daughters and, and for myself. And so it's brought a lot of depth. And I think people that are, have experienced great loss would, I've heard that a lot. It deepens you. Mm. Yeah. I personally had a lot of very deep loss in my family and at a young age. And I feel like it, it's not a superpower because that sounds too positive, although maybe it's okay to be positive, no. like yours teaching yeah. us. Yeah. You know, there shouldn't be guilt in feeling these joyful moments when you're grieving. It takes off a, an Instagram filter off of your eyes because you see the world in a very real way and you realize what matters. Real. It definitely do. Um, yeah. And I think that that has inspired, you know, the simple projects that we do, the 10 minute breaks that I take with the girls and like wanting to make carve out like little moments in their life. I certainly think it has thought me has made me to think things differently in that life life is always changing and really being more present. And, and so the loss has informed a lot of realizations in my life that I think have deepened my, like, you know, how I go, how I walk through life now. Yeah. Well, thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing that because it really helps. You called yourself a weather girl at one point, which I thought was really a cool term. And I've already told my whole family, I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> we're weather people. Okay. Yeah. I, I, Love the weather. If you, I literally have the weather app. And so it's funny that I use that analogy, but uh, you ask, I'll be like, oh, looks like it's going to rain. And he might have to like, here comes the weather app. <laughs> Do you have, there's like a sassy weather app. I don't know what it's called, but it'll just. I love that. Yeah. Like, it'll you'll wake up in the morning and it'll be like, better put on your raincoat, bitch. Like it's going to, it does things like that. I don't know. It's funny. I'm definitely going to be searching for that as soon as we're done here. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make them a sponsor of this show. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just to get into Sweet Magnolias, the show has brought so much joy to so many people. I don't need to tell you that in these difficult times. As we're talking about the happy place, I was wondering, what is your happy place on set? You know, specifically the interior designs. I want to live in all those houses and just be in this town. Yeah, it's so beautifully decorated. Um, I would say my original happy place was craft service before COVID. <laughs> I could gather my, I could fill my set bag with just just snacks now it's dangerous anything because of COVID protocol you have I'm sorry I go up there I'm like may I have a sparkling water and <laughs> a thin mint a sleeve of thin mints please and then um maybe this granola bar and I'll have that apple and maybe two <laughs> then it's just all of a sudden I'm like well just load it up load it up yeah so, it does get, you know, when you have to ask for every specific snack that you get, you really become acutely aware of how much I love snack food. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's hard. I was on a set recently and just the differences are staggering and it's really harder to bond with people. So I think I was wondering too, did you find the second season more challenging in that regard since you were filming it during COVID times? Yeah, I think everybody was changed in a lot of ways and um, and the safety protocols definitely change the dynamic once you get into a rhythm and you have your it's they you know you you're back into each other's sort of everyday world you start to you know take a deep breath know that you're safe and you're not going to get sick necessarily but things get a little easier as time goes on mm. when you're together you're like well we're all i'm pretty sure we're all healthy because that's uh, yeah. all 14 hours a day, you go home, you sleep, you come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're in that kind of bubble, which yeah. is 
must be really fun because I'm sure in some ways it it keeps you in the world even more than before when everybody was kind of definitely you know checking out on their phones and whatever yeah you have said that you obviously love working on the show and that it's just such a positive set and so when I look at trying to make the entertainment industry you know a little kinder and better can you pinpoint what about this set overall is so wonderful that you wish was on every set I mean, it's the people. It's just, it starts from the top with us. And I think when you're also all, you know, your goal is to make a show that's real and relatable and rooted in kindness. It's, you know, if you weren't that way, you'd stick out like a sore thumb. So it's just a culture. It's, it's really a great place to be. It's a place of just genuine support. Yeah. And it does trickle down from number one on the call sheet, which I believe you are. So do you do anything specific to just make people feel a little bit more comfortable? Like anything. And Reba actually is a great example of this. Like she was the star of our show and the show was named after her. And you never felt like she was throwing her weight around. She was equally as invested in, you know, the process and humble about that. But it's just, I think, you know, a function of how you you treat people the way you want to be treated. And, mm. and that does sense tend to set the bar in those dynamics when, you know, it's kind of like, this is sort of the tone and, and everybody's got that vibe. So I think it, it does trickle down. It shows through the screen. Like I said, I mean, you, well, I should say the character names, Maddie, Helen, and Dana Sue, that trio friendship is something that I feel like everybody wants in their real life. And I know you've said like off screen, you guys are all really tight as well. Yeah. I guess what is that relationship mean to you I was trying to form this into a question because I just want to hear <laughs> your, no, about your bond I mean they both are so special to me and I adore both of them I really like and I adore our dynamics you know as ca- the characters that we play and our dynamics offset and I think that there is a lot of you know trust and love there and it's just we're all it's a good thing it's really nice and everyone's you know, very real, which is nice because it's like there's no airs on our show. You know, everyone's kind of showing up who they are as who they are, which is a lot easier to be experienced. So it's nice. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like people put on a lot of masks in life where they try and pretend there's something else. And well, now we literally have to wear masks, you know, but I know, I know. <laughs> Which I'm is hard. Smiling. I know. I mean, I try to smile with my eyes, like whatever Tyra Banks is like, smiles. And I, I think I creep people out. I'm like no. walking on I the. Oh, smiling. Yeah. Sometimes myself like pulling it down a lot. Like, oh, you know. When I I'm know. Like, yeah. I am. I'm so corny. <laughs> I know. You're like, oh, um, that actually defeats the purpose. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, cover your face, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Well, obviously, you know, mask off when you're filming so you can drink those margaritas. What is in those margaritas? I know it's not actually, it can't be alcohol, but are they delicious? Is it just like water yeah. and food coloring? Okay. They are really good. It's like a smoothie kind of, you know, it's fruit and ice and really yummy, you know, depending on the day. And they do a really, they like to spice it up and they ha- like, they really make it so it's fun. It's like, what do we got today? Oh, that's yeah. awesome. The aesthetics in the show are off the charts. I mean, I want The Happy Place and Sweet Magnolias to collab and make a cookbook or something. Yes. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Cool. (laughs) There is a cookbook that is uh, from the original when the books were out. I've got to look back on that. But um, I'm totally inspired by the decor on our show. It's really, I think Sullivan's is so gorgeous inside. I love going onto that set. And I don't work in that set on that set a ton. 
Um, but it's just there, it's very intricate. And so, you know, I love the spa. The spa is really beautiful. Mm. And, um, but yeah, I, I think it's so pretty too. Yeah. Maybe they'll do a sweet Magnolias pop-up like they did for Schitt's Creek when they, did you see that? They made the apothecary. No, I would have gone to that. That would have been so fun. Yeah. All right. Well, I know we don't have too much more time, but really quickly, are you down to play a surprise game? Yes. Okay. It's, it's super easy and it's okay. really not much of a game. So it's it's called the compliment game because you haven't gotten enough compliments out of this show already. Everyone's beautiful in their own way. It's the compliment game on the A-OK. Okay. It's the compliment, compliment, compliment game. Basically, I reached out to someone in your life to get a quote about what they love about you. Oh my I'm going to read you the quote and then you just have to guess who said it. Oh my gosh. Okay. 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 <laughs> No, okay, okay. I had to take a line out of it because it would give it away, but I, I think you'll get who it is most likely. But if you don't, you can ask me yes or no questions. I mean, I don't, who knows what I even know, but I'll try and help you. All right, here's your quote. She's number one on the call sheet and number one in my heart. To say Joe is kind or genuine simply wouldn't suffice. Her kindness and strength stem from a deep wisdom that's only innate in a select few. Although her 20 question skills lack, She's pretty amazing at engagement and wedding advice. Engagement and wedding advice. Oh my gosh. Um, is it someone on my show? Yes. Is it Carson? Yes, it's Carson yeah! Roland. Woo! Ding, ding. Oh my gosh. What a sweetheart. He is, oh, that's really nice. I'm going <laughs> to call him as soon as we hang up. <laughs> Oh, well, I didn't want to give it away, but he also called you the best on-screen mom I could ask for. And I felt like that would have probably yeah. given it away. Oh, really, really sweet. I am, I'm literally glowing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, Carson, for doing that. He got right back, too. Yeah. Oh, I adore him. I can't. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, you guys, the chemistry on screen of that family unit is just so real and down to earth. And I've been stringing the show out and trying to drag it out like I do with shows I like. because It's such a comfort show. And my fiance last night was like, you need to sit down and finish the last two episodes now. You're going to see it. It's big. I'm so sorry. who's in the car? <laughs> oh, right? Right? Yeah. You'll find out soon enough. That was like a who shot JR thing. I know. It turned into that, didn't it? I don't yeah. think... Who's in the car is as important as what happens because of the accident. Oh, I see what you did there. Okay. All right. <laughs> since we touched on you being a mom on the show, in real life, since you're a mom, I would love to know what you think parenthood has taught you about kindness. Oh, wow. I think that it is, especially as my kids get older and how they bump up against different situations and different kids in their class and all of that stuff. I think that leading with that and being walking the walk with that and what that the result and watching your kids have that in their heart and how they navigate all of the like, you know, right turn, left turn. And what does that feel like? And all of that, I think that that has made me feel like, okay, no matter what, they're going to be okay. And I don't have to teach them how to quote unquote defend themselves, like watching them process life through kindness is like almost unbeatable and it sounds it sounds almost unrealistic and sometimes I doubt it because I'm like no I want to you know I don't want that kid to be mean to them or why would that kid say that to my kid or whatever it may be but watching they live this sort of kind life and watching them process 
that through that lens is really empowering and comforting. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love that. <laughs> and it is, it, you can't be perfect. Like we can't all walk around smiling, even with our eyes all the time, you know, but I think that it's like we talked about the process and just striving to be kind and leading with authenticity is, you know, kindness. Yeah. And also too, it's, it's not just always about being nice. It's like, you know, I'm assertive and I'm strong and I am absolutely comfortable in a lot of scenarios standing up for myself or drawing a boundary. And, you know, that's been a process. So it's not, I think sometimes I surprise people because I'm really, I can be really feisty. Um, I'm Cuban, you know, like I got, a little, <laughs> I got it in there, but it's like a global sort. It's beyond just like right here, right in front of you. It's more kind of the universe that you live in. And if it, things process with that goal in mind and that intention, it kind of gets you through those impatient or frustrated or sensitive or difficult moments. And by you being unapologetically who you are, that is kindness because you're just being yourself. You're not lying to anybody or putting on something. Yeah. That's really cool. And I think what you're doing is really important and just focusing oh. on changing the world. So you should be so proud of yourself. And that oh. is who you are creating a, a platform and a space to celebrate this and to talk about it. And it's just, that is literally changing the world. So. Joe, now I'm blushing. Thank you. <laughs> it heals. It does. It heals. And we need that. No, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And I guess just to end, my last thing would be if you could leave us with a tangible kindness tip that our listeners can take and incorporate into their day. Yeah. Oh, that's like a tangible one. Yeah. Saying I love you. I was just talking about this the other day. So I, I tell people I love them a lot. And um, even people that I just meet, and it doesn't mean that I'm in love with them, or it's not like romantic or anything like that, but not shying away from genuinely sharing that part of your heart it, it makes people some people feel uncomfortable yeah like I love you like, thank you you know you can tell it's a lot to process but it's like I, I never regret it never feel awkward about it because um and it's not even about seizing the moment you may never get a chance to say that again but it's actually it physically changes someone's you know chemistry to hear love coming at them mm. and whether it's you know how deep it is or how earned it is or whatever it may be, if it's genuine, um, I think that's not being afraid to share that. So even if you're at Starbucks and someone makes you a delicious <laughs> latte, love you, thank you. <laughs> They're like, what, excuse me? Yeah, I'm so grateful. That kind of love, I think changes the world too in just really small ways. Yeah, because if we all love each other, you know, it'll be a better world. So I think that's really powerful. We never agree, but we're we're in it. Yeah, together. at least we're... Um, happy-ish, happier. It's the hap happier yeah. place. <laughs> I think I can speak for most of viewers out there by saying we all love you. And I so appreciate your time. And I just really feel lucky to live in a time where someone like you has a platform and can be an example because you're such a beautiful role model. So thank you for all you do. And congratulations on everything. Thank you. Likewise, I wish you the best of luck. And I really appreciate it. My heart is so full right now. Oh, I'm so glad. Mine too. <laughs> <laughs> And now it's time for your kindness tip of the week. Joanna was the best. I would make her my co-host if I could. Her show Sweet Magnolias inspired today's kindness tip of the week, the very first one of season two, which is to make it a priority to allow space for your loved ones.
What I mean by this is for you to lend your time or an ear to a family member just to listen and let them vent. The Sweet Magnolias Trio on Joanna's show are a beautiful example of this. They are such a magical friend group who are always there for each other. They have a long-standing margarita date night to unpack everything they're going through, and while they certainly help each other and offer solutions, I'm always struck by how well they really listen to each other. I think listening is such an underrated quality and a big ingredient for kindness. It's also a really important ingredient in the arts. As an actor, I know listening is an invaluable skill because when I listen to my scene partner, I'm automatically locked into the present moment. And I think the same is true for real life. More kindness tips and exciting interviews are coming your way this season, so get ready, cause here they come. As we embark, I wanna give a special shout out and thank you to everyone at the Broadway Podcast Network. My good friend, Jen Lasky, who used her PR magic to help spread the word about season two, thank you. As always, I have so much gratitude for my love, Cassie, because she gives me never-ending support. And of course, a huge thank you to you for listening. Oh, audio hug. We'll be back with a Valentine's Day-themed episode featuring an awesome guest next Monday. But until then, hang in there and remember, everything's going to be a-okay. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.